Hello and welcome to the weekly message podcast from Crozet United Methodist Church in Crozet, Virginia. We invite you to join us in person any Sunday for our contemporary service at 8.30 a.m. or for a more traditional service at 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org for further information. We hope you enjoy so, this week's message. As I was Crozet reading UMC. these scriptures and becoming intimately acquainted all over again with these infamous words from Matthew, it struck with me that we still have more to learn. Right? We hear them over and over again, and yet maybe the Spirit is leading us to a new place. And I had a revelation when I was on my way back from my vacation, having been gone for the last two Sundays, which I want to try never to do again, because after the first Sunday, you're thinking, okay, I had a rest. And then after the second Sunday, you're like, this is not so good anymore. I'm kind of ready to be back with you. And so as I was coming home last Sunday, we actually pulled into the port of Miami from our cruise ship at 8 a.m. And then we got to the Miami airport and it was gorgeous, 76 degrees and sunny. And then we got onto the plane and we got up above the clouds and we were at cruising altitude and it was incredible. The sky was just this uninterrupted, rich blue. There wasn't a cloud in sight up there. And below us, you couldn't see down because there was really thick, bubbly cloud cover like you see in those snuggle commercials. And it was so serene. My phone was still on airplane mode, so I wasn't getting text messages or anything like that. And I was just kind of enjoying the sight out of my window. I had a window seat and my son had fallen asleep and I don't even know what my husband was doing, but it was just quiet and peaceful. And there was just this basking in the perfection of that moment. And then after about an hour and a half, the pilot came on and said, we're going to begin our descent and it's a little rough down there. And sure enough, as we came down through the clouds, it was a mucky mess down here. It was rain clouds underneath that white blanket, and there was thunder, and there was all this rain sloshing up against the window, and there was wind shear and all of this kind of stuff. And for a second, I was like, send us back up. Send us back up. But then that quickly washed away. And I thought, no, this is where I want to be. All of the people I know and love are down here in this mess. All of my life's purpose, my work for the glory of God is down here. This is where I want to be. And God is the same way. God lives and reigns in a heaven that is perfect. God's will is done every second of every day. That only exists for about that hour when I'm the only human being in the house and the house is clean. Here. But up in God's realm, everything is perfect. His will is done eternally. And everybody else in heaven, all of the angels, all they do is live and breathe for the purpose of fulfilling God's will and doing it joyfully and in perfect harmony. And it's fabulous. And God could stay there. God has the opportunity to say, I'm here. See you later. And leave us all down here in this incredible world that we live in, full of messiness and stickiness and storms and suffering. God could leave us here. And yet every single day, moment by moment, God chooses to come down here knowing what is below the clouds 
knowing that God is coming down into a world that is just rife with sin and evil, but coming down here because everyone that God loves is here. And rather than live in perfect paradise, God wants to be with us. And if that is true, and I believe that it is, I believe the Bible supports that understanding of theology, that God comes to us continually, then I think we're reading the Beatitudes wrong. I think we're reading the Beatitudes in such a way that it kind of becomes that little poetic psalm reference that's kind of stuck into the New Testament, and we listen to it, and we go, oh, that's pretty. We listen to it, and we hear these words, and we think, well, God says that one day it'll be right, just not now or tomorrow or the day after. Do we have to die to receive the blessings of God? I don't believe God is telling us that. I don't believe that God is relegating our joy and our happiness with what we can achieve for the glory of the kingdom to whenever that happens. God's not punting that down the line. That's not the kind of God that I would want to serve, and I don't believe that's who God is. Instead, I believe that God is saying, I am here with you now. I have been with you more than anybody else. Before your parents even knew you existed in the womb, I knew you. I have known you and followed you and tried to guide you and guard you. And when you felt alone, I was there every step of the way. And when we read the Beatitudes such that we have to tell people, yes, it's really bad right now and your disease is horrific and your financial disaster is taking its toll on you and your loved ones, but one day God's going to come back and fix it. What are we doing in the name of Jesus? We detract from the gospel when we push it so far off in the future that it's intangible. Instead, I want to argue that Jesus is telling us to listen to the Beatitudes in a different way. What if we understood the Beatitudes like this, the way I think Jesus was actually telling them to us? What if instead we heard, I will bless the poor in spirit, for you will remind them that the kingdom is theirs. I will bless those who mourn, for you will go and comfort them in my name. I will bless the meek, for you will ensure that they will inherit the earth. I will bless those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you will see that they are filled. I will bless those who are merciful, for you will give them mercy. And I will bless the pure in heart, for you will show them God. I will bless the peacemakers, for you will call them children of God. And I will bless those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake in my name, for they will inherit the kingdom of heaven because of the foundation and the work that you will do in my name. And Jesus says to us, blessed are you when people take it out on you, when people disagree with you and they hate what you do because you bear my name, I will bless you because I am not only storing up treasures in heaven for you, but I am with you here and now and I have provided others to stand with you. What if we read the Beatitudes like that? 
Because when we do, it means that it's not a future. It means that God has already planted vessels, willing people here and now to do the work that is promised. And it will come to fruition in the fullest extent when Jesus comes back. But life doesn't go on pause. It doesn't take an eight-day Caribbean cruise for me to realize that life rolls on, that things keep happening. And so do we really expect that Jesus came here, graced this earth with his presence and his glory and his mighty acts of redemption, and then said, peace, I'll see you in 3,000 years? Do we really believe that? While I was on my vacation, we would go places, and I didn't self-identify myself as clergy. I mean, that's not what I do. In fact, I wore flats for nine days. (laughs) I was incognito. And so we would go places, and then, of course, there's always my mother. Oh, she's a pastor. Mom, I'm on vacation. And so she was telling people that I was a pastor at one of the ports, and the entire store we were in at the time wanted to be blessed. And one of the guys was like, you're a pastor? I'm like, I know, right? And he wasn't really in. Like, I could tell he didn't believe it. And then I went like this, and he's like, okay. (laughs) So, you know, people are yearning for this blessing. They want to know. And even last night, someone asked me, they said, what made you want to become a pastor? And the truth is, I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be a pastor. Nobody wakes up in the morning and they're like, oh, it's awesome being a pastor. You get to go visit sick and dying people. Nobody wakes up and goes, you know, my life's goal is to preside at dozens of funerals in a year. Nobody wakes up and says, you know, I really want to go get a degree that is entirely useless in the academic world and costs a lot of money to get. And then get paid what pastors get paid. Nobody says that. Nobody. And the fact is that when I grew up in the church, I was seeing these clergy, these incredible people of God, and I'm going, I can't do that. Are you nuts? And then I saw other people. I saw people on television and in the news, people like Al Sharpton, people like Jerry Falwell and Pat Robertson, and I saw what they were doing with the gospel, that they were using it to fuel hatred. They were using it to get rich. I don't want anything to do with that. I just wanted to be an oceanographer. (laughs) And instead, God said, I have given you gifts and graces. I have called you to comfort those who mourn. I have called you so that you will give the filling that is necessary to those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I have called you to show people my face. I have called you to do these many, many things, these blessings in my name. And my response is, get somebody else. Because I can't do this. I am not that person. And God said, you're right. You're not. But I am sufficient. I can do all things. I can make you into the person that I want and need you to be. And we're still not there. We're working on it. But God can make us into what we need to be. I can't knit. I can't crochet. And I know someone's going to go, I can teach you. No, you can't. (laughs) Many people have tried. 
And yet, there are others, there are a multitude of people who can do that. And then I take their gifts and I bless them, and then I and others like me take them to people and bless them in turn. You see this shawl? Teresa Frazier's mother picked this out for her right before the 8.30 service. And all the children at children's time, we gathered together and they all held on to a piece, a hem of this. And we blessed it. And I'm going to take it to her. Because not only is Teresa Frazier back in the hospital battling cancer and enduring dialysis, not only is Teresa Frazier an incredible human being that I am blessed to even know, but Teresa is cold-natured. And she can never have enough blankets. And so rather than relegate her to hospital blankets, she's got a lot of style, so it's only fitting that she should have something this amazing from Jesus. And so I will take it to her. And it will be a reminder, a tangible reminder to her to be comforted by the fact that her brothers and sisters in Christ care. We are called to be the change. We are called to be the vessels that are bringing the blessing to people. We are called to do our utmost for the glory of the kingdom. And it's not easy, it's hard, and there are other things that we would like to be doing. And we, sometimes we take a lot of flack for it, and there's not a lot of gratitude going around. But I'm telling you right now that there is nothing in this world I would rather be doing. I was on a tropical paradise with monkeys <laughs> sitting in the most incredible place with my parents, my husband, and my son, and I'm thinking about you. And amazing conch, but yes, you too. And I'm thinking about, I love this, but I wish they were all here. I missed you because being around you gives me an energy and excitement and a hope that I didn't get in the Caribbean. Being around you and hearing about what you're doing and how you're helping one another, it makes me want to be better. It makes other people want to be better. We are so incredibly blessed to be here right now because when Jesus was issuing the Beatitudes, he was signing a prophecy. He was telling his disciples and those who would hear these stories that there will be people who will do this. God will do this through people, and he was talking about us. He was telling them, watch out, it's coming. There is some amazing work that is going to be done through people just like us. And so here we are. And what are we going to do? And you know that somewhere somebody said, there are a lot of incredible spiritual gifts, but knitting isn't one of them. Somewhere somebody said that. Somewhere somebody said, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do for this world, but quilting isn't one of them. And yet one of our own made my stole. So tell me that your gifts can't be used for the kingdom of God. I don't care what your gift is, and you're all welcome. This is a challenge. You may come up later and tell me your gift, and I will figure out how to use it. <laughs> Do you realize that some brilliant person, when, every, when all of the teenagers and the kids were playing Pokemon Go, figured out that you could make a church gym and invite people in? Tell me that we can't figure out how to make ministry. Because we can we can do this. We can change things. We can make this world better, but we don't do it alone. 
We do it because we are called and blessed to do it. Every single one of us. And in a moment, we're going to have an opportunity to once more encounter that blessing and let the Holy Spirit wash over us anew. Now, there is nothing in this world quite like anointing. And for some of us, it's a very foreign thing. But sometimes, when you submit yourself to letting someone touch you in that way, and you can feel human touch that wants nothing but to bless you, and you can smell the scent of frankincense and myrrh that filled the home of Jesus almost 2,000 years ago, the same God that was blessing then is blessing now. And some of us are here today because we are sick and fractured and broken and we're clinging, we're hanging on by just a thread and we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded. And some of us are here because there are beloved people in our lives that can't be here, that we are responsible for loving and caring for, that pull at our heartstrings when they suffer. And we need God to undergird us and strengthen us and edify us so we can go back out into the world and love them. However you come here, in whatever state you come, you will leave in grace. And anointing is a reminder. It is a charge. It is the will of God. And so whether you come and receive it on your head or on your hand, I hope that you will come and receive it. For it is not me that blesses you. I'm only the vessel. And we're going to invite the children to come in, come back and join us. And as they do that, I'm going to invite you to hear these words of liturgy. The scriptures tell us to bear one another's burdens. And so to fulfill the law of Christ, as your sister in Christ, I ask you now, are you at peace with God? Is there anything in your life that causes you to feel separated from God and less than the full person God calls you to be? The scriptures tell us not to be anxious about our lives or about tomorrow. Are there anxieties that cause you to feel separated from the peace that God promises? Come on in. Come on in. Over here. What are y'all buying? What do you say? Goats? Do you like goats? Yeah? All right, we'll buy some goats. Do you know where your parents are? Yeah? Okay. Tori, are they coming? Okay. Let's go ahead and pray this prayer together. Oh, wait, never mind. Here they come. Good job. Come on in, guys. Come on in. You're good. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Good job, guys. Good job. Will you join me in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Thank you again for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you found the message meaningful, and we invite you to join us in person as we gather for worship at Crozet United Methodist Church every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. Please visit us online at www.crozetunitedmethodist.org to learn about ways you can connect with God and your neighbors through the ministries of Crozet UMC. Have a great week.